Friday, happy OEP, and happy November. It's been a busy week, especially with the open enrollment period kicking off on Wednesday, and of course, while we're wrapping up week three of the annual enrollment period. Number one on our list this week, let's talk a little bit about the open enrollment period that kicked off on Wednesday. The 2024 Affordable Care Act, OEP, is open now through, for the most part, January 15th, 2024. Depending on the state, the end date of OEP can come as soon as December 15th and as late as January 31st. So definitely know the rules for your state, and we'll be linking to a list of that info in the notes. Another resource we will be linking to... KFF published an article entitled What to Watch in the 2024 ACA Open Enrollment. And while it wasn't number one on their list, I think for me, it's what I'm keeping my eye on. And that is the prediction that 2024 might be another year for the enrollment record books. When the numbers came in earlier this year, the ACA saw 15.7 million beneficiaries enrolled in coverage during the month of February 2023, compared to 13.8 million enrollments in February 2022. Now, with the ongoing Medicaid redeterminations, it's very possible that beneficiaries dropped from those roles will turn to the marketplace for their coverage. According to the KFF Medicaid Enrollment and Unwinding Tracker, which was updated on Wednesday, November 1st, 2023, so super current data, according to that tracker, we're at just over the 10 million mark on Medicaid enrollees who have been disenrolled from their plans. Huge opportunity in the ACA space right now. We'll be linking to those reports so you can get a better picture of what's going on in your state. Number two, it's that time of year when we fiddle with our clocks and throw our internal clocks into absolute chaos for a couple of days. This Sunday marks the end of daylight savings time for 2023. One day we might see this practice abolished, but sadly, It is not this day, and participating states will turn their clocks back one hour on Sunday. I have to admit, smartphones have taken a little bit of the fun out of the falling back part of daylight savings time. It used to be a pleasant surprise to wake up and either be able to sleep for an extra hour or get up and use that extra hour to your advantage. Now, with that change happening overnight, Most of our smartphones adjust without skipping a beat, and while it does still guarantee that extra hour of sleep, there's just something about that happy realization come fallback morning that it's actually five in the morning, not six, and being given the choice of going back to sleep or having an extra cup of tea and starting the crossword. Number three. On Monday this week, President Biden unveiled his highly anticipated executive order on artificial intelligence. With the pace of AI advancement continuing to quicken, 
and we've been following the development of artificial intelligence apps here on the podcast. It's hard to believe it started back in the days of AI image generators, which seems so long ago. Now we're at the level of chatbots that can give detailed answers to pretty vague questions. Robots can shoot veggies into our salads. And deep fakes are an actual concern, both audio and video. Biden's executive order on safe, secure, and trustworthy artificial intelligence is a comprehensive set of guardrails for AI. It outlines standards for safety, security, privacy, equity rights, and civic rights. There's a section dedicated to supporting workers, promoting innovation and competition, advancing American leadership abroad, and, of course, making sure that the government uses AI responsibly and effectively. When it comes to our industry, let's take a look at the Standing Up for Consumers, Patients, and Students section of the executive order. Now, most of the sections read similarly, that AI can pose a huge risk, but there's also a great capability for good as long as AI is in responsible hands. Healthcare is generalized in the order with a more specific example of, quote, the development of affordable and life-saving drugs, end quote. Biden plans for the Department of Health and Human Services to create a safety program to oversee AI in the healthcare industry. The program will take reports on detrimental practices as well as course correction deemed necessary by those reports. And then on the education side, quote, creating resources to support educators deploying AI-enabled education tools, such as personalized tutoring in school, end quote. Now, a lot of the standards I mentioned earlier will affect our industry, along with many others. These are just some specific examples. The order calls for standards to be developed and set. So, again, this is still a very early attempt at legislation. It's going to take some time to fill out some of these areas that Biden would like to address. One that perked my attention can be found under the new standards for AI safety and security, and it's a means to address AI-generated content and authentication. The Department of Commerce will oversee this authentication effort. The order outlines the use of watermarks to identify content that's been created by artificial intelligence. Watermarking will be used by federal agencies with the idea that they will set the example for other governments and the private sector. Very interesting concept. I highly recommend reading over the executive order. It's almost like science fiction come to life, except for the fact that it's real. As I said, a lot of concerns were covered in the order, we will be following along with how Biden's administration follows through with building out these concepts. Number four, it looks like social media is moving into its subscription era. Just not quite how I expected it. Meta, 
announced that Facebook and Instagram would launch a paid ad-free subscription tier for users in Europe. Legislation around technology in the European Union is becoming more strict. From data and privacy laws to repairability rules, many of which have been enacted thanks to the Digital Markets Act and the General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR for short. The EU has raised concerns about the collection of data and how it's used in ad targeting on Meta's platforms. So this change gives users in the EU a way around those ads and that tracking. In the release, Meta said, quote, We respect the spirit and purpose of these evolving European regulations and are committed to complying with them, end quote. The announcement doesn't mean that the free ad-filled version of Facebook or Instagram will be going away. Meta will offer both versions, but interestingly, the subscription will be available for users 18 and older in the EU, EEA, and Switzerland. Now, in case you're wondering about the under-18 set, Meta did announce that they'd be placing a temporary pause on ads for teenagers in those areas beginning Monday, November 6th. No word yet on how long that pause will last, and I'm probably not the only one who would like to see that pause come to the United States and become a permanent thing but I digress. If you're wondering about cost of this subscription, well, the ad-free service is not going to be cheap. And it reminds me of what Disney Plus and some of the other streaming services have done with their ad-free tiers. Running ads is a profitable business, so subscription tiers with ads either come at no cost or a lower cost than their ad-free counterparts. For example, currently on Disney+, Plus, you can pay $7.99 to watch content with ads, or pay a fee of $13.99 to remove ads completely. Facebook and Instagram with ads will remain free. Users will pay $10.63 for the ad-free version on the web or Android, and then on iOS, they'll pay $13.85. To start out, that fee will cover all user accounts on Instagram and Facebook. Now, users can create and link up to five accounts on each of those platforms. But beginning on March 1st, 2024, there will be a separate fee for each linked account. $6.38 per account if you subscribe on the web and Android, and then $8.51 if you subscribe via iOS. That is a pretty steep price per month if you plan to go ad-free on all five accounts a user has the ability to create. Almost $50 per month. And just a quick note I probably should have mentioned earlier, we did convert these prices from euros to dollars. We'll be keeping an eye on how this new subscription option fares overseas. If the current cost sticks, 
And of course, if Meta plans to bring this stateside. I've mentioned previously that I would pay a fee for the return to a chronological timeline on Instagram, as well as the removal of ads. But this is quite a steep asking price to add to the mix of monthly subscriptions that we are already paying for. I think the moral of this story, be careful what you wish for. Number five. TechCrunch recently reported that an app researcher posted screenshots of an AI chatbot on Instagram. My first thought was that it sounded similar to the chatbot Snapchat released back in August of this year. After reading the article and looking through the screenshots, it seems like the Instagram version offers a few more customization options. Users appear to be able to choose ethnicity, personality, and interests. And then, of course, you can select an avatar and a name to bring your Instabot to life. This particular type of AI, a chatbot that users can personalize under the guise of interacting with it similarly to how we interact with other humans, has been controversial launching it on Instagram, a platform that has struggled with unrealistic portrayals of everyday life and what that has done to our society. Well, I can't say that it's a feature that will win Meta any points toward changing that stereotype. So far, though, no official word from Instagram or its parent company, Meta. That almost brings us to the end of our show today. But before I go, quick shout out to Gabe Isaacson for taking the time to chat this week. We've got a great interview episode with him coming up and really looking forward to getting that episode out for you guys to hear. Please make sure you're following along with us because it's going to be a good one. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen.